Good morning. All right, you got your Bibles with you? <clears throat> if you will, turn to today's scripture, which is found in Colossians chapter 2. <clears throat> We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Colossians chapter 2. Okay, let's begin uh, starting with verse 1. I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Patty, I am with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Thank you. I had a wonderful idea about today's service, and that was I was going to bring a special guest preacher, probably the preacher of all preachers, the prince of preachers, Dr. Adrian Rogers, whose ministry as a pastor, even though he's in heaven, is encircling the globe. He's a connection between Billy Graham and his worldwide ministry, the evangelist, and Franklin Graham, the new evangelist in our times. Billy and Franklin are the same, but they're different. The day of the huge stadium crowds, once Billy Graham spoke in person to a live audience of a million people. Well, today the venue is the smaller venues like the one you saw earlier going across the nation, and Franklin Graham has done that so well. Went to all 50 state capitals the past year or so. And now he's on this Sunshine State tour in Florida. So my idea today was to uh, bring knowledge about Billy Graham the Evangelist on this end and Franklin Graham the Evangelist of our day. Right in the middle, Adrian Rogers, one of the greatest pastor slash evangelists of our time. Pastored an extremely large church in Tennessee and uh, preached the word of God faithfully and being taught uh, still, as I said, around the world. So he was going to bring a message today via video, Bright Lights in a Dark World. And I thought it was a fantastic setup. But unfortunately, our technical equipment, not our tech leaders, but our technical equipment didn't allow that to happen this morning. So when I uh, prepared my message uh, over the past number of days, in case you didn't know, I've been sick. Sally has two. That's the reason we didn't get to attend the event down in Boca. But I prepared and prayed through and was ready. But I didn't bring my message, but I have it in my heart. But I'm not going to preach all of it. I'm going to bring an introduction. And that's going to be my message today to follow up on the Franklin Graham event now, I realize as an evangelist this morning, am I? I don't think so. 
I know most of you in this audience, if not every single one of you, and I could preach an evangelistic message. But what is the value of preaching an evangelistic message of salvation to the saved on a regular basis? A pastor doesn't do that. But what a pastor does, he brings the message of salvation regularly and consistently, but he brings the Word of God that builds up a person in their salvation on a weekly, regular, consistent, scriptural, spiritual, personal, and congregational way. This is God's way of building you. So the topic for my series over the next few weeks is life is a treasure hunt. And I, I didn't say this, but uh, just to remind you, you can hear the difference in my voice today. And uh, I have a cough drop in my mouth. You might hear it rattling around. So I'm going to go a certain amount of time, a shortened amount. But it may be that I get to a place where I just see I can't go any further. And if I do that, I'll give you a clear signal. And I'm going to sit down. And at that point, Bobby will lead us in our song. And we'll have the conclusion of our worship service today. So let me give you my thought about this life as a treasure hunt. Somebody says, well, that doesn't sound real biblical. Life is a treasure hunt. Life is like the lotto. Life is like a treasure hunt. In fact, Jesus himself taught it in one of his parables. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found a treasure. You know my messages are biblical. I base them on Bible verses and books. A man in a field. So he left the field and went and did everything possible to get the money to buy the field. He came back and bought the field. Therefore, he bought the the, the, uh, treasure. This parable is not teaching that you can buy heaven. But it's teaching that people find the treasure of heaven by searching for it. It is not so much that the treasure is lost. It's that people are lost. They're out wandering around trying to find every other kind of treasure they can because they're taught it that way. They feel it that way, the treasure of money, treasure of travel, treasure of family, and that is a legitimate treasure, the treasure of personal success, fame, kicks, joy, happiness in a worldly way. All kinds of things can be a treasure. By the way, God is the God of treasure. He puts all these treasures here for us to enjoy. But the number one treasure is the treasure of God Himself. God Himself. And when we find that treasure through Christ, that's what Colossians 2 is all about, the treasure of godliness, the mystery of godliness, then all the other things in life start taking on a deeper value and a greater meaning, and uh, life is a treasure hunt. You know, that's one reason, by the way, that you and I can interest people in God. You ever think about that? 
One reason you and I should always be bold and compassionate in talking to people about God is because we have something they want that God has given us that we want to give to them. And what's that? Treasure. We're rich. We're filled with treasure. The treasures are found in God through His Son Christ. And in Colossians chapter 2, he talks about this very powerful reality. So that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Think about that. Every treasure God has ever created is in Christ. But it's hidden in Him. H-I-D-D-E-N. Hidden or hide in the Bible is not meant to make you think that God's playing hide-and-go-seek with you. But it's just meant to remind you that God has a way of finding out who is really searching for His wisdom and His treasures Amen. versus those who are not. So it takes some searching to find these treasures, this treasure in Christ. When I pastored in Fort Lauderdale way back in 1975, Bill Bright of Campus Crusade had begun a nationwide campaign across America letting every participate in entitled, I Found It. Man, did the secular press get all over him and Christians, all kinds of jokes. Found it, didn't even know we lost it. But nonetheless, I found it was a campaign launched in Fort Lauderdale in our church, the church I pastored, participated in it. We were trained to share the gospel through the topic of I found it. And we were trained to give a little testimony about what did you find? Well, we found Christ. So how does a Christian once you have found Christ, how do you keep on finding Christ? You know it's one thing to become a Christian. It's another thing to maintain your spiritual life. And I'm going to give you a little secret. You have to be available. Amen. You can't live the treasure-filled life of a Christian unless you are available mentally. If in your mind... The world has it packed with the world's music, the world's attitudes, the world's philosophy, the worldly people. If your brain is crammed full of that, you're not going to find the treasures of God. Amen. You must have a mind for Christ, not just any mind. Jesus <clears throat> spoke about being single-minded. I suppose when I look back, that's one thing I've always tried to be as a Christian man, as a Christian husband, as a Christian father, and as a Christian pastor. Single-minded. Okay, they want to go that way. I'm not going. I'm going with Christ. Amen. They're teaching that. I'm teaching Jesus. The world says this. I'm sticking with Christ. The movies say this. The TV programs say that. The novels say this. The programs say that. Friends say this. Others say that. Educational system says this. Politics says that. <clears throat> I'm sticking with Christ. Single-minded. That's the secret. Single-minded. 
and being available to God. Once you're available mentally, because the mind is the agent of all change, you're available physically because you give yourself to what you believe in. Not only mentally, physically, but emotionally. Your feelings, your moods, your thoughts, all of it's tied together. You're single-minded, you're going to follow Christ. You're single-minded, you're going to find victory. If you're single-minded, you're going to be healthy emotionally. If you're single-minded, you're going to defeat the devil. If you're single-minded, you're going to enjoy your life. If you're single-minded, you will be a witness for Christ. Single-mindedness, that's where the treasure is. We're still in the hunt. None of us has found everything that God wants us to have. I don't think there'd be anybody stupid enough in here today to stand up and say, well, I found everything. I have it all. (laughs) What a joke. We're still searching. God's laid it out there. That's why life as a Christian is a progression. From the time you're born again to the day you die, you're still taking in the treasures that you have the capacity to do through your single-mindedness. Unfortunately, many Christians have very few treasures because they don't have the capacity to be single-minded. They're tempted, tricked, fooled. So my dear friend, I encourage you to stay in the hunt and to help others find the treasure of Christ by your life. That will make you a happy Christian. It will make your life productive. A simple truth from the treasure of heaven Help us to reappreciate it and reapply it, re-understand it. And Lord, help us to commit our lives to the only treasure giver in the world, you. Lord, may we take your treasures by faith, by wisdom and understanding, and may we bless our families, our friends, our church, our world. And we thank you for the treasures we have in Christ. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. May God bless the teaching of the word this morning. Now I do want to just say a little thing about what's just happened. You just heard me preach a 15 minute message. Probably never happen again. But it did happen. <clears throat> and don't be praying for my sore throat. To stay sore. <clears throat> so, may God bless this teaching. Let's take time now. If you put your Bible aside, take your gateway guide. Natalie's going to come and give you some news.